Welcome to the Green Feed Podcast. I'm your host, Robert, and we got a fun episode this week. All right, with another slow week in the release game, let's actually take a different approach. Instead of talking about new clubs, let's discuss how you can make this game more affordable for yourself through flipping and buying used equipment. Alright, so like usual, we are going to start this week off with Bourbon of the Week. This week's pour is 1792 foolproof version. Coming in at 125 proof, I will say it's a spicy one. And to be honest, I wasn't a fan of 1792 on my first pour, but then I kept trying it and I read some other folks' reviews and I started to find these subtle flavors that people were talking about. Now, my favorite restaurant in DFW has $5 1792s, so it's usually my go-to there. And when I heard about the foolproof, I decided I needed to give it a go. Gotta say, so far, so good. If you like 1792, don't be afraid to give this one a spin. Alright, so I have my drink. Now go pour your drink, whether that's a bourbon, a beer, a water, or whatever else you want. Sit back and enjoy this week's podcast. All right, now one thing I constantly preach is that golf isn't as expensive as we make it out to be. I talk a lot about new releases on this podcast, but those cost hundreds and thousands of dollars. It can really be intimidating. You walk into the golf store, and next thing you know, it's $4,000 to get yourself fit for the latest and greatest clubs. I'm here to tell you golf doesn't have to be this way. At one point, I was literally making $7.25 an hour, And I had a nice little setup that included a Scotty Cameron, some Mizuno wedges, Titleist irons, and all different types of drivers. My biggest key is finding those good deals and sometimes flipping those good deals. Now the first thing you're going to do is you're going to build your bag. Make sure you have a bag established that you already like. Now if you're brand new to the game and you're lost about what you need, I'd recommend you go take a look at my YouTube page where I actually did an entire Golf Equipment 101 series. If you're looking for a simple setup, you should probably grab a driver, a three wood, a three or four hybrid, some irons from five to pitching wedge, a 54 to 56 degree sand wedge, and a putter. The biggest thing to look for are those brands that you have heard of. TaylorMade, Callaway, Titleist, Ping, Cobra, Wilson, Adams, or or even Mizuno. Now, when you're looking to build that bag for cheap, we want to check out a few places. All right, the first place to check out is the local thrift and, and resale store, like a Goodwill or Salvation Army. Now, I'll be the first to admit these can be very hit and miss, but this gives you some of the most potential for a great value. I've had some of my biggest finds at a Goodwill. Now, it's not going to be easy. I'm not going to sit here and tell you you're going to walk in every single time, find this beautiful set of clubs. You're going to have to dig. But I do have some tips for digging at one of those stores, though. Now, the first thing is to look at the heads of the club. Do you see any brands you know? If so, what condition is it in? If it's a driver, three-wood, or hybrid, how do the crown and the face look? Are there any pop-up marks? Are there any big scratches on the crown? Now, if it's irons, do I see the whole set? 
Is there a four, five, six, seven, nine in a pitching wedge, but no eight? Then the next question to ask is, am I missing it? Or is it just not there? All right, so once you look at the heads and you find something that you think may work or you want to go next level, the next step I do is one people don't think to do very often, but it can yield some great results. I will actually squat down and check shafts. Right? This isn't 100% hit rate, but I can usually tell how nice a club is by the shaft that they put in it, especially if it's in an iron. I look and I see if a major shaft, if, if the club has a major shaft brand, such as a Dynamic Gold, a KBS, or Project X. If it's got one of those three, I know I, I know I probably have something decent here. Most companies that are cheap, that are old, that um, you don't really want to mess around with are not putting those shafts in a golf club. With woods, it can be a little tricky, but often it is correct. The other thing you can do to find that missing 8-iron is check the shafts of the clubs that you found and then simply search for the same shaft label. I've done this before. right? I found a set of irons. I can't even remember what the irons were, but they all had... Dynamic Gold S300s in them. And I was missing the 6-iron. So I had a 3, 4, 5, 7, 8, 9 pitch. But I didn't have that 7-iron. Right? So I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it. I'm looking through the heads and I just couldn't find it. Well, I squat down and I see another Dynamic Gold shaft label. I pick it up and I look at it and I find exactly what I'm looking for. Pull it out. It had actually fallen where I couldn't see the head behind some golf bags, but I found the shaft, and the shaft led me to the club. It's really, it's really that simple. And the final thing that I do at a Goodwill-type store is I check for grips. Now, this is another thing that there are not a ton of people doing. They're not looking at the grips. Grips are very important. Now, people can change grips to grips that they like, but typically... Someone is not going to put a $10 grip on a club that they bought for $5, right? This is the same concept as the shaft. If I can find a Golf Pride or a Lampkin, I'm usually in the clear. If I can find a, a Golf Pride multi-compound, I know I got something good there more than likely. It could just be an old beat-up Mizuno wedge, but it's at least something. It's a great way to find some quality, quality clubs. Now, a word to the wise. If you find a set of irons and it's missing a 7 or an 8 or a 9, let it go. It won't resell and getting a replacement often kills the value and the deal that you got there. Now, if you find a set and it's missing the 4 iron and you got a five, you got a 3, a 5, a 6, 7, 8, 9 pitching wedge, well then sell it as a 5 through pitching wedge set or sell the 3 iron separate and keep the 5 through pitching wedge yourself. People pay a lot for single clubs. But when I have a big set like that, most people aren't buying replacement five irons, right? Those just aren't going to sell. Most people, if they lose their five iron, they kind of think whatever of it. So be aware of that. Getting a replacement seven to eight iron is oftentimes easy, but you're going to pay $40 for a replacement iron. And when you paid $22 for the whole set, you know, it kind of defeats it. Now, I will say I have had some quality finds. But most of the time, I do come up empty. But those days when the club rack is kind of empty, what I do is I go look at polos. And I find my polos there that I wear out on the golf course. Take them home, wash them, 
they play great. As long as they don't have any stains, anything major like that, um, I try to find some good stuff there. I will tell you, I have found a lot of, lately there's been a lot of Augusta National polos at my local Goodwill. And I'm going in there, I'm paying $6 for these polos, and they sell for 30 on eBay, right? Even ones that aren't my size, I'll buy it and I'll put it on eBay for 30 bucks, and people go crazy for it. So that's a good way to make the game cheap. Now, I will tell you some of my successes at Goodwill. My biggest one, the one that I love the most, the, the one I remember all the time, was a Mizuno TP Mills garage putter with a Scotty Cameron grip, and I paid a dollar for it. They were having a sale. It was a dollar, right? And that's a prime example where I didn't see the head, but I saw the Scotty Cameron grip, and I went, there's something on that. So I paid a dollar for it. Now, I know Scotty Cameron grips sell for good money. So what did I do? I pulled that grip. And I installed a cheap $5 grip on it. So now I'm all in for 6 bucks. I sold that Scotty grip for 20 bucks, And I flipped the TP Mills for 100 So I'm in for 120 I paid 6 Now what does that mean? What if I don't need any more clubs? What if there isn't anything that I want? Well, I basically have taken that $6. And I flipped it into a brand new hybrid. A, a, a hybrid that I can put in my bag. If I'm trying to build a bag and I just spent that, maybe I want the TP Mill putter, right? It's a great deal. A dollar for a TP Mills putter with a Mizuno one that had their workshop and it's a it was a beautiful putter. But I had a Scotty and I was happy with my Scotty. So I decided to sell it. And I took that money and that's three green fees right there. right? If I go out to play a $40 course, that's three trips to the course. That's three weeks of golf. I've already made this cheaper. If I told you you could have three weeks of golf, it costs you six bucks and about an hour of your time, you'd probably do it, right? So that's how we're making this game cheaper by doing these kind of things for you. My One of my latest ones right now um, is I found a Ping G20 31 degree hybrid. I am never using a 31 degree hybrid. I bought it for $3 and I sold it for 60 I know that doesn't seem like much, but that's 20 times what I paid. And with that $60, I'm getting to play a dozen golf balls and a green fee. Don't be afraid to buy something you'll never use and sell it. Like I said, for $3, I bought that ping, flipped it into a dozen golf balls. And if I want to go to the range, I can two, two trips to the range and a dozen golf balls, 60 bucks. And it took me a little bit of time listing it on eBay, doing things like that. That's a huge cost relief. Hell, you can even flip that $60 into a driver at your next stop that I'm about to talk about. The next spot I go to is the local used club shop. I posted mine earlier this week on social media, on Instagram. Mine is Lou's Golf in Louisville, Texas. I love Lou's Golf. He, he's got the latest and the greatest there, right? He's got... He's got the Rad Speed Driver. He's got the TSI Series. He's got the new TaylorMades, uh, Sim 2s. But what I really like is that he has a ton of old class classics that I just love. On top of that, he accepts trades. right? He doesn't give the most for the trades. There are other places that you can go and get a lot more money for trades, uh, even here locally. But he also sells for much cheaper than anyone else. My favorite thing to do in there, though, is going in and looking at the putters. You can usually find a bunch of old putters at, all, at these types of shops that are still really good. Right? You can go in, you can find yourself an Odyssey White Hot Pro, um, 
for 45 bucks. I mean, that's incredible, right? Your ping hybrid that you're never going to use pays for your putter, and you got a nice Odyssey putter. If I took that ping into a shop, he may he may give me 30 bucks, but I'm going to be able to walk out of his shop with an older Bridgestone or a tailor-made fairway wood, right? Maybe it's a maybe it's an old Bridgestone, maybe it's a tailor-made uh let's see, arrow burner for 45 bucks. Yeah, I'm in. Tailor-made arrow burner, he gives me 30 bucks for my trade. I paid $3 for the for the ping. I got to pay an additional 15. That's 20 bucks for it arrow burner fairway wood i'm giving you a really high quality fairway wood for 50 for 18 dollars when you can that i mean that's going to be hard to find anywhere hell he sells used golf balls for 6.99 a dozen if i take the 60 bucks into the shop i can walk out with a pretty sweet little putter and some golf balls right i buy that odyssey pro the white hot for 40 bucks and i grab myself three dozen used golf balls it's awesome. It's it's an incredible deal. It's something that really will subsidize the cost of golf for you. Um, if you're just learning the game and you don't care about your golf ball, thing like that, go buy the used golf balls. Buy used clubs. Right. I like the new stuff just because I like new stuff. But I will. For the longest time, I had no problems playing new or playing used equipment. To this day, I'll still play used equipment. Um, I'm trying to think. My three wood is a used three wood. My hybrid, my four hybrid, used club. I, I run an equipment podcast. I talk about the latest and greatest stuff all the time on this podcast, but even I don't use the latest and greatest stuff. I use pre-owned clubs because you can find a good deal. Another benefit of your local shop. It's a great place to learn about equipment. It's a great place to hear some stories from some old heads. And if you want some work done to your clubs, it's a great option for that as well. You're going to have a guy in there who's been working on clubs for 40 years, and he knows exactly what to do. We have a couple of these places in DFW. So if you live in a larger city, try to find the one if you have more than one. It took me about six, seven months once I moved up here to find lose, right? I, I heard about it, and you just kind of never go. It was kind of a far drive, all that kind of stuff, and you just kind of avoid it for a little bit. And oh, There's another one in Arlington that I wanted to check out a little bit closer Eh, it was okay. It's okay. Oh, I've heard of Club Finders. Club Finders is in Plano. It's a little bit further drive, but I've heard of Club Finders. They got a nice eBay store, things like that. You're going to be able to find that one for you, and it's going to become your new uh, golf equipment home away from home. The biggest piece of advice in these stores is to not be afraid or intimidated to ask for help, though. They usually want to help and make sure you are happy. Give them a budget, and they'll help you find some options. Hell, my store even has used bags. So he'll find you a set of irons. You tell him, I want to spend $500, and I want to be able to go to the course tomorrow. He'll get you hooked up with a three-wood, maybe a driver. Um, He'll get you some golf balls, golf bag, putter. He'll get a wedge. He'll get you looking good, right? And he'll walk around the store with you. Kevin over at Lou's, he will walk around. I've watched him walk around the store with people and just – Help whoever he can because he's he's trying to he's trying to pay his kids college. He's trying to uh, keep the lights on. His and so it, it's really nice to help out local. And he got years of knowledge, right? Kevin's dad opened up that store. It's been around since like the mid '90s. So there's a lot of knowledge flowing through that place. So don't be afraid to go in there and ask for help. They love to do it for you. All right, the next spot. Once you've gone to your local shop and shopped local, once you've checked. 
Goodwill, Salvation Army, places like that. The next spot is to download some apps, and we're going to search those. The first app, as much as I hate to say this, is Facebook. Go to the marketplace and start looking for deals on, on brands you recognize. Now, there are a couple of things to be aware of on Facebook. First thing to be aware of, a lot of people who don't know anything about golf post golf clubs. Now, this can work to your advantage, but it can also work to your disadvantage pretty quickly. The biggest thing to avoid is those old 1970s blades that are listed for $75 covered in rust and are a, quote, great beginner set. Don't touch those. Don't even touch them. They won't resell. They're a pain in the ass to hit, and it will be awful for your game if you're just starting. Now, I buy a lot of vintage clubs just to hit them, see what they felt like, see what they look like. I find them kind of cool, but I, I do that knowing that I won't be reselling them. This may make a lot of people cringe, but I have a whole corner in my garage of clubs that I just need to take out to the curb and throw away because they're Hogan's that are missing a nine iron. And I got them for $10. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Let's let's try that. But I'm missing the nine iron on it. Well, I'm not. I paid, I paid $10 for the set. I'm not paying $30 for a replacement nine iron. I'm just not doing it. So if you are going to buy those vintage clubs, no, you're not going to be reselling them. You're going to find a lot of people who um, buy storage lockers and they see golf and they're like, oh my God, these are Callaways. We've hit it rich. And they're going to be trying to sell you some some old Big Bertha uh, from the 90s drivers, three woods, and they're going to be like $85. Don't do it. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just bad. But on the flip side, the benefit though is sometimes people may not know exactly what they have. Now, I'm not saying to get into this expecting a tour Scotty Cameron for 20 bucks, right? That's not going to happen. But that being said, you can find some gems here. I found a set of Callaway X12 irons with a Callaway uh, Odyssey two two ball white hot for sixty bucks. And that's a pretty good deal. Sixty bucks for that. The putter. I sold the irons and putter combined for one hundred and forty bucks on eBay. All right. So what have I done there? I've already made eighty bucks. So for sixty bucks, I'm in for irons and a putter that I sold for one hundred and forty bucks. All right. So now I can take that one hundred and forty bucks. Where can I go with that? I can go to PGA Tour Superstore. I can start looking around their used section. I was in there today. Literally, I stepped foot in the PGA Tour Superstore, and they had a um, M1 driver, the 2017 M1 driver, for 175. That's a pretty good deal there. 175 for that. I uh, I got 140 bucks from 60. Another 35 on top of that. I got 100 bucks. I'm in there for the driver. But what did I do with it? I flipped that 140 dollars into another driver. So I paid 140 bucks for a driver. And then I later sold, I used that driver for like three, four months. And then I sold it for $240. Are you kidding me? I used it and made more money on it. I mean, that 60 bucks ended up with 240. It, it can work. And with that $200, with that $200 uh, bonus that you got there, you can take that to your local shop, get a driver, putter, and bag. Right, I go to lose. I get my driver for ninety-five dollars. I get a putter for forty-five. What's that got me at one forty? I got sixty bucks for a bag. That's pretty sweet there. And if you have an established bag, that's literally a brand new Vokey for essentially sixty bucks and a little bit of work. 
right? Take that, take those those clubs, flip them, and then you're walking out with new stuff. A brand new Vokey for essentially 60 bucks and some work, that is a deal no matter who you are. Now, one thing I do is avoid shipping on Facebook. I go over to the left side and I actually select local pickup. I want the club now and shipping costs can eat into profits. Right, That $40 club where the guy wants to charge you $15 to ship it becomes a $55 club and now it's not a good deal as it was before. The next app you're going to download is OfferUp. Same rules as Facebook apply here. Local pickup. I search golf, golf clubs, Callaway, Ping, Titleist, Hogan. That really helps if they don't put golf in the description and just put Titleist irons. And here you're looking for good deals. Now I know you're wondering, well, Robert, how do I know it's a good deal? Well, the biggest thing to do is head to the PGA Value Guide. A lot of people knock the PGA Value Guide because it is a little on the low end on trade-in values. But that's really what you're looking for. You want stuff that is right around that trade-in value because you know you can get it. You can, worst case scenario, you use it for three weeks. You figure out you don't like it. And then Value Guide says, oh, you can get your money back on it. So if you buy it for Value Guide trade-in, then you're getting a good deal on it. What I do, like I said, is compare it to the trade value. That helps me from losing too much. If I get it, I know I'll probably at least get that trade-in value somewhere. So worst case, I'm breaking even. If it's closer to the selling price on the value guide, maybe avoid it unless you're keeping it for yourself. Another thing to look for is beryllium copper. Beryllium copper almost always sells. I love them for my own collection because I love the way beryllium copper looks, but they do move well. A prime example of this is I bought a set of beryllium copper ISI irons from Ping. And they didn't fit me. I was hoping they did because I wanted them so bad. But they didn't fit me. They weren't the right lie angle for me. Beryllium copper didn't bend very well. It likes to bounce back to where it was before. But I bought them for like 75 bucks, 80 bucks, maybe even 100 bucks. But I knew beryllium copper Ping irons are going to sell for... 200 300 bucks and I'll tell you what I put them on eBay and I got like 275 for them. so I mean I took that 275 and that actually went towards the ping driver that I'm currently playing right now all right I take that 275 bought a 400 driver that 400 driver went from 400 to 125 bucks out of pocket that's pretty good there and along with some other flips I really didn't pay anything for it so it really it really can't give you the best of of the uh, the of of equipment with just a little bit of patience, and the final place I look is at garage sales. Now I'm going to be honest with you, I don't want to wake up on my days off unless I know it's going to be a booming sale. Or I've seen pictures with golf clubs in it, right? I uh, I go to Craigslist and I check, and if it's got golf clubs in it, and I can see what the golf clubs are, I may go check it out. Now, that is something you notice I haven't really put in here is Craigslist. Um, Craigslist in Dallas hasn't been very successful for me. I had a little bit of success with it down in Houston. It may be a booming spot for you, so take a look. Um, I just I just find a lot of people are listing um, things that – they're listing things for more than they're worth on there, and they don't want to negotiate. And a lot of times I see pictures in front of storage lockers, which, like I said earlier, is just a sign of somebody um, – 
trying to get rich quick off a golf club, not knowing what they have. Um, but back to garage sales, I've had a little success at garage sales, but most often at a garage sale, it's it's a bunch of knockoff shit from the 90s when golf was booming. Those clubs may play well, and if you're trying to find a reasonable set of irons to start with, it may not be the worst, but me personally, I'd rather spend my Saturday golfing, especially when I can spend the rest of my week stopping in the other stores and scrolling the apps. All right, so I've just talked about finding golf clubs inexpensive for cheap for the last 25 minutes. So you can tell this is something, excuse me, you can tell this is something I do all the time. I go to my local shop once a week, typically every Monday since it's on my way home from work. Tuesday nights are for Goodwill, and I scroll the apps almost every day. The game can be expensive, but if you know what you're doing, you can make it much less expensive. In fact, the last two weeks, I've been working to sell some clubs from a recent haul. I literally spent $165 for 11 clubs. I also spent about $50 in high-end accessories from Pine Valley, Augusta, and Cypress Point. I kept about three or four of the clubs, and I still have currently made over $800 and honestly have about $300 in stuff still lying around. That's a new set of irons or a new driver. I used the money... I used part of that money to get my 54-degree RTX zip cord that was in my what's in the bag last week, and I'm going to use it to get some golf lessons. So that's definitely a uh, a special case. It was, a, it was a very special haul that I got, but if you're willing to put in the effort, you can make this game much cheaper than it, needs to, than it, than it uh, comes across. I mean, those little flips from 3 to 20, the 20 to 40, the 40 to 60... Those are green fees. Those are dozens of golf balls. Those are golf clubs. I've taken some of my stuff and I've made 30, you know, you make 30 bucks on it and I will go buy three golf clubs, right? That's my season worth of golf clubs. I don't tear through golf clubs. I, you just got to know, you just got to put the effort in and know what you need and, and use the money that you're getting from flipping or doing things like that to really, really, really Focus in on what you want, what you need. Now, I hope you've learned at least a little bit and can find a way to make this game as cheap as possible. It's a great hobby to get into, and I can't help but encourage as many people as I can to play golf. I really, really, really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please rate and share this episode wherever you listen to your podcast. And like I said earlier, I have a Golf Equipment 101 series on YouTube that breaks down golf equipment in a simple ways as I could. In addition to YouTube, you can find me on Instagram where I am trying to post the picture every day for a month. I'm coming up on two weeks and so far I've done it every single day. Gotta say my wife is pretty amazed by that. You can follow that journey by following at the green fee on Instagram. On Twitter, I post all types of fun stuff and you can find me at the green fee one. And on Facebook, just search the green fee and I'll be there. Next week, we may not have an episode I am uh, headed to Florida to see some family and get in a round of golf down there. So until I see you, hit them straight and have a great week.